Hey y'all, Gretchen McCaw here, but you can just call me Ma. Now, I know a lot of you have been listening to Keep It Up, but in case it's your first time with us, well, I'm going to catch you up to speed. So you started a few days back, I was out with Boot Needed, my grandchildren, and well, we were hunt big old ants. And eventually they led us to a big mountain. Inside that big old mountain, there's a big old spider. Turns out, we got a common enemy, the Bug Man, also known as Terrence. We decided to team up. Spider gave us some spider gifts and gave us her spider babies as a guide. And we followed them across a rickety old bridge. Eventually, they took us out into this big old spider museum. Things were all covered in spider web. It was pretty cool and creepy and gothic all at the same time. Then, we found a doorway that led us through this... I'm I'm, I'm at a loss for words trying to describe what it led us to. Because it was, it was a place that I've never seen before. So, but you know what? We went through and we found a lady and we told her, Hey, we're looking for Terrence and we're looking for a fight. And she didn't take too kindly with that. Because next thing you know, my poor baby, <laughs> it got blasted across the room. And that's where we left off last time. So let's kick things back off with another episode of the Blue Ridge Adventurers Guild. back up with our heroes boot mine enid they have infiltrated silent mountain caverns they have passed through the lair of scaramar the giant spider they have passed through the spider's sinister diorama merging into a hallway leading deeper beneath the mountain to find a truly terrifying piece of this adventure accounting they emerge in the office of angela watkins cpa only to be waved into her office to threaten her and to find out the hard way that Angie doesn't play. She has a sawed-off shotgun in a sling under her desk. Everyone just learned about it when it went off into Enid's chest, blowing a basketball-sized hole in the desk. Everyone's ears are ringing. The phones are still ringing because there doesn't seem to be anyone answering the phones in the cubicles. Uh, Dust is in the air, sawdust, wide eyes all around the room. Enid took 20 points of damage. Let's roll for initiative. Oh, Boot got a 19. And Enid, how are you doing? Enid also got a 19. Let's go. I I got a 10, so I'm just, I don't care either way. All right, ladies first. All right, Enid, you recoil from a, a wicked blast that you have never experienced before. Your ears are ringing. Angela is still seated on the other side of the desk, eyes wide. You've got little splinters from the wooden desk up your nose and in your mouth. It is your turn. <clears throat> Ma'am, excuse me. I was not done talking. Now, if you don't mind. Holy crap. I was just trying to find out some information. But you gone and done all your weird magic blowing up in my face. And now I'm up. You done made me mad, and I'm gonna like to rage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, you you fly into a rage. Uh, and I'm gonna take my great axe, and uh, I'm just gonna reach up from back behind my head and bring them down right over her arms. Oh! And just 
try to chop him off because I'm trying not to kill him. <laughs> Sounds good. Roll I'm trying real hard so not to kill me. her. I'm, I'm trying not to kill her, just giving her a good old <laughs> arm chop. Just <laughs> amputating. I'm performing a surgery. It's a medical yeah. procedure. It's going to be a total 20. Oh, that's def that yeah. definitely hits poor Angela. Poor, nice. poor okay. Angela. It's going to be 14. <laughs> you, your axe comes down and lops off Angie's arm at the elbow, her left arm. Ah, there's blood. Blood is flying everywhere. This scene is getting more and more nightmarish by the second. Boot, it's your turn. Now, ma'am, now if you had asked me, I would have told you, don't shoot Enid. It's just going to piss her off. And I'm going to take out my longbow and pull a bolt back and fire it. This right feels like Angela. the scene in Pulp Fiction where both of the gangsters just kind of look at each other for a moment and then just blast the guy to pieces. That time it feels like what's happening here. So, all right, roll me an attack roll on Angie with your bow and arrow. All right. Let's go, Boot. Oh, sorry. I said crossbow. My Boot has a longbow. My other character has a crossbow. That's the first time I've done that. You said longbow, but you said you're going to bolt. So you were thinking in your head... I said bolt. I was I was thinking cross. Just using really tiny arrows. Yeah. They're not tiny arrows. They're like chunks. Mm, that's gonna be. Does Angela get hit by a twenty-four? <laughs> yeah, she uh, she does uh, because she's sitting down. Oh, okay. She does get hit by a twenty-four. She, okay. Well, good thing. Good thing she's sitting down. Nine damage. This is a tasty burger. Your arrow thuds into Angela's shoulders. She squeals, and with her one good hand, she first slaps her telephone, and you hear, Boop. and then out in the uh, in the office, you hear, Boop. and she says, Brian, we have a code three. I need you to come in here, Brian, please. And then she takes her hand off the phone, stuffs it under the desk, and. Uh, and rips the shotgun loose of its sling, sticks it under her armpit of her of her half arm, and racks it. And that is when she is going to aim at Boot and um and bust off a what is twelve hit AC? No, not even. Close. No, Boot dives out of the way as she blows the window out of her office, thus opening a portal between her office. And the cubicles outside for lower-ranking uh, accounting personnel. Holy hell! Uh, Ma, it's your turn. All right. Um, like Ma's gonna look. Who? Enid, you guard the door. I'll have a word with her. And I think uh, as soon as Enid was shot, uh, without even realizing it reflexively, she just grabbed the scourge at her hip. It's in her hand now. Yep. And I think she's gonna kind of just walk towards, uh, walk towards Angela. Okay. Kind of like the old, like the, okay. you know, when you press it together and you, when you make your like belt, make slapping noises kind of thing. Yeah. I'm doing one of those. <laughs> Angela's on her feet with, uh, with one arm severed at the elbow. The other is holding a sawed off pump shotgun, which she has just, uh, fired at boot who was able to dive out of the way. I'm going to give you one chance to drop your weapon and to start talking about what's going on here. From across the cubicles, you hear, Angela, of, of all the days to forget my gun. And one wall of a, a cubicle is ripped off. And the largest 
receptionist you've ever seen is emerging with his headset is still plugged into the phone so the phone is dragging along the floor <laughs> uh, yeah and he has um yeah he's uh <laughs> is he wearing like um like a suit tie though oh yeah oh, oh, oh yeah exactly he he's uh he's suit tie i'm just picturing like the juggernaut right now with a suit and tie uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but it's a bla it's a blazer khaki combo and he tears the back wall off one of the cubicles so what was a, a wall of few cubicles now opens up to the front. There's a passageway through the cubicles that he's just ripped. You can actually see out the glass front of the um, of the accounting firm, uh, and you can see uh, foot traffic walking past on the streets of downtown Table Rock. Boot Enid, you keep him off my back. Start talking. And to this, Angie looks at you and says, whatever you would do to me, what he would do would be worse. And she's uh, she's trying to uh, to re-rack the shotgun to get her next uh, shell into the chamber. Can I grab the shotgun? Yeah, yeah. Give me a um, give me an athletics check. See if you can grab it. Ooh. Five. Uh, let's see. Uh, Angie is actually she she kind of sticks her nub of an arm in your face and holds the gun away from you in the other hand uh, to just just to prevent you from uh, from getting to it. And she's yelling, Brian! Brian, come now! Oh, I'm keeping you from shooting yourself just the same, so I think you still should start telling me something while my children take care of that big man out in the front. I'm not telling you anything! I guess, can I, like, lasso her with my whip? Like Wonder Woman? What is it? Like, just tie her up? Yeah. Uh, your athletics check was sufficiently low that the answer is no. She's, uh, she's, I think she's really slippery because of all the blood. Uh, and so you're having a hard time getting, getting a hold of her. Ma, I would like to point out, I have two health left. So maybe you should be where I'm at with this man coming and let me, let me handle the amputee. Just a suggestion. Because none of us know how to heal. Unless you can't get drunk. All right, let's just switch places with me. Just switch places. That that is when the um the wall of the cubicle comes flying uh like discus style through the broken out window in Angie's office, slams into the bookshelf in uh in the back of the office, and this uh, receptionist Brian follows it leaping just just hurdle style through the window <laughs> into the office and he's like huh i forgot my gun and, and and with that he picks up the tabletop printer that was in the corner and he is going to um bring bring it crashing oh. down on boot for a natural 20. <laughs> yes natural 20 tabletop printer comes down on boot you are going to take, um, ooh, seven points of printer damage. Boot. Oh. Dude, David is living everyone's office fantasy right now. <laughs> Brian? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so this guy is about six foot eight. He's, uh, he's a CrossFit coach when he's not at the, uh, his receptionist job. And so he has to leave. Uh, he, he, you know, he has a 530 class, a 630 class. Uh, he has to leave at noon um, uh, to coach. But he it takes is, him uh, that long to prepare to coach? No, I mean, he works his regular job. He, like, over his lunch break, he runs a class. 
Oh, okay. Sorry, I yeah. thought you meant he left his normal job at noon. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> he's uh, he's a CrossFit coach at Table Rock CrossFit. It's uh, it's about two blocks away. He can walk there, but he doesn't. He runs. Okay. <laughs> and he just slammed. Uh, he just picked up one of those uh tabletop printers. It's not the big like Xerox, you know, uh, rolling machines. It's one of the ones that's about the size of like a mini fridge. Uh, and that's what he hit. That's what he hit boot with. Uh, the cyan color ink came flying out everywhere. It's on mom's dress. Bam. And with that, uh, Ain't it is your turn. I, I am going to take the shotgun. Roll me an athletics check to see if you can take the shotgun away from Angie, who's pretty wiry. Even with one arm? Okay. That's, she does have a strength check. I, I, I should have given you or given her disadvantage. Okay. I'll give you it. She's, she's losing blood real fast. And her strength is is uh, quite low. She actually got a two uh, minus one on her strength check. Yeah, oh. so I got a total point. Yeah, you just you just got to push Ma out of the way, and you just push right past her flailing, spurting nub, and just snatch the shotgun out of her hand. And and she she sinks to the floor and says, "Brian, avenge me and cancel my three thirty. And then she dies. <laughs> Now, wait a goddamn minute. All I did was take her boomstick away from her. I didn't do no damage. I just took it out of her hand. How did she die? I do not understand this weird place with these weird, weird uh, people. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that her arm came off from your axe was just like an alien concept. Well... (laughs) So, uh, so with that, you now have, uh, you now have the uh, the shotgun and boot. It's your turn. You, uh, you have just been smashed by a Lexmart printer. <coughs> Man, this stuff tastes terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, ain't it? Let me have that. Let me have that thing, please. Do you even know how to use this thing? Well, I can certainly try. Well. All right. I mean, I guess cause this little limp dick lady fucking died, so I don't need it anymore anyway. I'm just gonna toss it to her. Awesome. Like classic, like you know, like stupid gung ho military thing where I just like toss it. <laughs> and yeah. grabs it. Drops the longbow. Grab it. <laughs> oh, I feel it. He does like a couple yeah. spins and like tosses it. <laughs> but you be careful with that thing. You don't know what it does. Yeah, it does. It goes boom. All right, I'm going to try and shoot. Oh, wait, hold on. Bonus action. Hunter's mark on David. And then... <laughs> Brian. His name Brian, is Brian. Sorry, Brian. He says, Doug, don't call me David. My name is... Same my name is... Thing. My desk clearly says Brian. And when you look out through where he's torn the cubicle away, you do see his desk. And there is a name tag on it that says Brian. I don't know. <laughs> Looks like David to me. David, how are people supposed to know your name if you have your name tag facing backwards? It's I, It stays on my... People generally come to my desk. And they sit on your side with you? No, they sit on the opposite. I'm receptionist. Don't you know what a receptionist is? And, he, and he's still he's still waving this printer around like it's nothing. And, I mean, just over his head, uh, it's, it's almost like an NBA player trying to inbound the basketball. He's like... He's like Got it up, pump like pumping it like, and and, and his idea is clearly he's gonna block, he's gonna block Boot shot if Boot tries to shoot him. And this whole time Boots like as he's like talking, Boots kind of fiddling with the shot going. Like, hey, what does he do to pwn it? Uh, maybe all right. Maybe if I push this thing first, and then the, 
Brian's like, Brian's like, I look, I had three jobs here. Answer the phone, be Angela's bodyguard, screwed that up, and to deal with freaks like you who aren't even supposed to be in this world. All right, I think that thing she pulled this thing. Brian goes, ha ha, and he moves the printer in, in between him and you, trying, <laughs> trying to block the shotgun blast. Roll me an attack roll. Do I get plus anything? You do not get a proficiency. No, you do. Um, uh, then that would be a 15. Okay. <laughs> Brian goes, ha ha, and he puts the printer right between you and the shotgun, or uh, yeah, you and uh, you and him, and the printer just shatters into pieces because it's mostly plastic. Uh, and so it, it blows apart in his hands. Go ahead and roll me some uh, some shotgun. It's going to be a 2d8 uh, shotgun uh, damage. Uh, that's going to be nine. Oh, yeah. Boom. Buckshot peppers Brian across the chest, and he stumbles back and goes, Ah, this printer stopped almost nothing. As a free action. Uh, and it, Well, let me ask you if I can do this as a free action. Can I turn to Ma and go, Hey, Ma, this thing's pretty cool. And, like, toss it over to her. Oh, yeah, totally. As a free action, you can definitely say that it's it's pretty awesome and toss it to Ma. As you're doing that, you are suddenly smashed by half of Angela's desk that Brian has ripped apart from where it's... Uh, it, was, it was pretty much uh, separated in two because of the shotgun blast and the axe that hit it. Uh, he rips the desk in half. And he slams it down on you, uh, but but he it's it's wildly uh, unweighted and uh, and he clearly uh, just easily misses you, stumbling kind of off balance because this is an awkward weapon to choose. And with that, it is going to be Ma's turn. All right, uh, Ma's gonna take a look at the new toy she just got, and I think she kind of saw what Boot did, so she, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt a shot at him as well. Okay, so you uh, kind of repeat what you saw with Angela, and you uh, you you clack clack it and uh, point and pull the trigger, and you just get a click. I think you broke it. What man? But it worked fine just a second ago. Uh, you broke it. Here, take it back. I don't need this. Can I toss it back to him? Yeah, you can. I'll still give you an action. That we'll say that was a bonus action is to grab it and pull the trigger uh, just to have it click. Okay. Um, in that case, can I cast a spell? Yeah, sure. I'm just gonna do this the old-fashioned way. I'm gonna cast uh, Burning Hands. Okay. And he has to make a dexterity save. All right. Uh, he fails uh, badly. Yeah, he's still try. He's still trying to pick up half of the desk, which has got all of Angela's crap in the drawers and probably weighs 175 pounds. Yeah, that, that would make you less dexterous. So that's seven damage. All right. Uh, with uh, with that, yeah, that's gonna be it. Tell me about uh, about about Brian's uh, downfall. Poor David. <laughs> I think uh, so. He's got the desk. I think the desk is the first thing to kind of catch. I don't. This is this feels gruesome because he's just a real man, and I'm describing him burning to death. I don't want to do this. <laughs> you could use a non-lethal attack if you wanted to. It's it's too late. I already <laughs> burned his hands. Well. Now your now your your path to the dark side is underway. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, is it is is burning hands, um, one of the fire spells that sets stuff on fire? Uh, let me check. Ignites any flammable objects in the area. Like the uh, like the books and the bookcase 
in the office and the wooden desk, for example. Cubicle walls. And the and the yeah and the and the, and the drywall. And, um, I assume that uh, the ink that's everywhere is an expectorant. Yeah, I mean this building, depending on whenever it was uh, made, could have asbestos in here and stuff. Oh, it, it, this is a 1980s table rock construction. Yeah. This is gonna be a weird ending to the the heroes chapter. I, I think we should go. It's turned into the movie Office Space really quick. You, you, hear, <laughs> you hear you hear ding ding and somebody comes in the front door and they holy shit! Oh, it's on fire! And then they look and go, what the fuck is that? And boot you look down and the dead baby lure that you had has fallen out of your bag on the <laughs> on the floor, right right in the pathway through the through the cubicles. And it looks like there's a baby. Uh, with a tongue attached to it, laying uh, on the I floor, just... and there's a uh, a man who's who's clearly here to see his accountant. <laughs> he throws his tax returns down the ground. He goes, "Holy shit!" and 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 you're ding, ding ding, and and the flames are catching, and he sprints back out uh, the way that he came. I'm dying right now. It's like your tax return. It's all burned up. <laughs> yeah. Looks like this campaign's gonna go through an audit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is fire s something? Fire resistance? But no, fire s. Like. <laughs> no. Wow. Oh wait, wait, I got, I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. All right, this will be the last one. <laughs> Looks like Angela just got fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I pick. I don't know why the. But the whole like, uh, was it is um, what's the CSI Miami when the guy looks at the camera yeah. and takes his crucify? Yeah, totally. That's what they're doing. That's, that's what, what we're doing. That's, that's the, the whole thing. Doing. Gotcha. Okay, okay. So they were doing it right. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, that, yeah, yeah. You took hey, me there. I was, I was transported. A, my baby. There we go. <laughs> Try to <laughs> scoop it, wrap it back right. up. The, yeah. The uh, uh, Brian is <laughs> Brian is down. Angela is down. The office is on fire. You still have access to pretty much everything in this room, uh, but you need to move quickly. The uh, the ink on the walls is is flammable, um, and uh, and you're starting to see some uh, some some singeing of the of the you know the cheap ceiling tiles. Mm -hmm. Like there's already starting to be some smoke damage there. Question. Yes. I can just cast cantrips at will, correct? That's a cantrip. Yeah. Um. Uh, so fire, fire's hot. What if I cast chill touch? Chill touch is necrotic. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. Okay, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, wet, you wet touch. That would be wet touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cast wet willy. Uh, on this, on Can we just fire. do a good old space jam spit shine? That's psychic damage, not anything to do with water. It's all like, oh, it's, it's totally emotional damage. Like they should have emotional damage as a spell right. type. <laughs> all right, as you guys look around the room, everything, everything is starting to burn. And again, there's just there's a, a dozen spots of flame. The smoke is starting to uh, fill the room. Your eyes are starting to sting a little bit. Angela's desk is in two pieces. She is slumped against the wall. Ma, you have the shotgun. Angela's bookshelf is behind you guys. It has uh some books, some knickknacks. Uh, it also has uh, an abacus on top of it, uh, sitting up like a, like a, it looks like a sort of purely decorative uh, counter. Um, 
with these uh, with these amber like yellow like yellow uh, yellowish to amber. I don't know what you call it. Like honey, essentially like like honey colored um, beads that are slid uh, along the uh, along the tracks. Since I'm the closest, is there anything on her bookshelf that could possibly be of importance to uh, the stuff that we found out about? With the spiders and the, sp- the guy, the, Terrence. The, the, the guy, Terrence, and, and I also want that abacus. Yeah. So you, uh, the abacus looks like it might be valuable. It is. It is clearly an ornate abacus. You know what I mean? It, it is. Um, it makes sense to be in, the, in an accountant's office, but it is quite beautiful. And as you pick it up, you do see that the base has these um, sort of different types of insect little uh, little carvings into it. Uh, and it is heavy. It is. It is like a. Um, it is sort of a thick uh, me- uh, metal. Uh, a thick metal structure. It, it weighs probably way more than an abacus should weigh. Uh, but you you do grab that. You uh, there are um, there's a collection of uh, garden and gun magazines that are on the top shelf uh, of the um, <laughs> uh, of the uh, Southern Living. Is there as well? Accountant quarterly newsletters are also piled up. There's a ledger. Uh, that says Pelston Poultry on it, and um, there is uh, you see you see a a a, um, a file folder that says Bugman Artisan Honey, and there's also uh, some uh, like stacks of deposit slips from the Bank of Table Rock. And those are all on the um, those are all on the bookshelf. Okay, I I I'm gonna take the chicken thing because chickens are interesting and i'm gonna take the bug man manila folder all right and cool. i'm i'm a just start blazing through back to the fucking door <laughs> so you start grabbing stuff you grab the abacus tuck it under your arm uh grabs grab some manila folders and it look you look like someone who's looting uh an accountant's office and and then you you sprint you sprint out um boot it's your it's your turn what are you doing Okay, um, I am actually going to, here's what I'm thinking, and then I want to find out more about the appointment that she told David to cancel, Brian, Brian, she told Brian to cancel, um, because she was supposed to meet, she was supposed to meet somebody, so I would like to search David, Brian, Brian. He he wakes up just enough and he's like still his face is burned and he goes it's Brian. He just looks like he just it's looks like a David, you know. And then he does look like a David. I, I will give you that. Um, but I want to I want to see if there's an appointment book like a yeah. schedule a planner. planner. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Yeah, her planner went flying when the desk was torn in half. You you quickly find it on the ground. Um, the pages are even starting to curl because it's right next to a, to a, a small fire, and you uh, you flip to uh, to to what you th- to the last page that uh, because she scratches through appointments as they're done, and so you quickly go to where the end is, and at three o'clock there's a um, a sketch of just an insect. It's kind of like this oval body with these little legs drawn on it and wings, and everyone else has got like Jim Smith. Um, Jim Smith, uh, set up SEP IRA, you know, stuff like that. And this is just the three to five o'clock is highlighted 
and then there's a, a little insect drawn on that block of time. Awesome. I'm going to tuck and run. Fall right, cool. Enid. You grab that. Ma, you are standing uh, over uh, in the corner near Angela, um, and you're going to have to kind of run past everything to get out. Is there anything that you want to look at before you go? Uh, can I search her person? Yeah, roll me a quick uh, investigation check. Investigation. That's a nine plus negative one. Eight. 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 Um, you just looking down at her, one clear thing you can see because of uh, the blouse that she's wearing uh, she is wearing a pendant, and uh, until you kind of grab the, the rope and pull it up, you don't see what it is, but when you pull it up, it is a um, it is an insectoid pendant. It's a, um, it's a silver insect with a red uh, stone in the center of it, and uh, do me a quick arc- arcana check while you're looking. 16. Yeah, this feels this feels magic to your warlock eyes as you look at it. All right, I'm going to stash that. Um... Aided boot, which way are you headed? We going back spiders or are we going out? Spiders, there were other doors back there. All right, let's go back spiders. I'm going to just book it behind them. You guys, you hear... As the, uh, as the fire engines wail down Main Street Table Rock and the smoke has, uh, has started to, 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 uh, to, to, to billow uh, from the top of the building and, uh, and the... People are are running and starting. People are trying to peer into the um, into the front windows as you guys run back into the back. You run through the door that says uh, employees only, and back down the hallway. You get the slap of cold as you uh, pass through the one uh, sort of uh, planar shift, and you are back in the hallway. Up on your left is the door that you originally came through that goes back into the. Um, it goes back into the spider dioramas. Uh, straight ahead is a door that says facilities. And uh, up on the right is another door that also says employees only, no entrance. That was close. There was a banshee out there. Man, that normie world is there. violent. Every time, every time we step in the normie world, it's like just people dying left and right. And you're the one that was so obsessed with what's-her-face Miranda or whatever the hell her name is. Hey, we not wanting to go to the normal world. It's Marianne, and she was real nice. Marianne. She was real nice. Okay. She had a cup. I don't think she will be. If she was real nice, why'd you throw your bow down so fast? Oh, damn, I left my bow. did you pick up your bow? (laughs) Marianne. (laughs) I I have to go back. I have to go back. I have to go back right now. Boo, we can get you another bow. I can't give you another bow. I, Ma, that's... Boo. Ma, you don't understand, Ma. Boo, I, I just don't think that's the safest idea right now. Ma, I gotta go back for Marianne 3. Well, I would go with you, but I am very weak, and if a flame literally licks my snowy white skin, I'm a goner. And then you'll have to choose between me and the bow, and I don't honestly want to know what you'd choose because I feel like you'd disappoint me. Boo, you're not choosing a bow over your sister. I, well, I'm not going in the first place, so I'm going to stay here, cool down, maybe take a little nap. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But if you want to go back and get your bow, I will understand. I'd go back and get my great axe. Okay. I didn't name it after none of my like weird imaginary girlfriends or nothing, but okay. First of all, one, she's not imaginary. Two, she's not my girlfriend. Lie, lie, yeah. 
I'm going back to get my bow. You go, you get get your damn bow back. I, I'm sitting right here. I, I, you, you go. Boot takes off on a short jog. Hey, Miles going to follow Boot. All right, Enid, back. You stay here. And now, a word from our sponsor. While everyone else overpays for their adventuring gear, you could be saving big money at the Dragon Horde and Pawn. My name is Kane Dean, and here at the Dragon Horde and Pawn, all of our weapons, potions, and adventuring accessories are sold below wholesale. Come in for fantastic savings on pre-owned merchandise, like musical instruments from fallen bards, magical potions, jewelry, collectibles, and of course, weapons and armor. Located at 2300 Sword Avenue in beautiful Cinder, Dragon Horde and Pawn, if you've got a quest, shop at the place where the prices are the best. We'll see you soon. And now, back to the show. Back through the planar terror, you go to the doorway. Boot, you, um, are you busting in at a run or are you peeking in? Quick peek. Quick peek. Quick, you, you do a quick peek and the room is full of smoke, uh, above about four feet, which is right about the top of your head. But, um, but the room is full of smoke above about four feet and you, um, you hear ding as the front door opens and somebody goes, anybody in here? Is anybody in here? Is is Ma? Is I'm gonna just give the old shh to Ma, and I'm gonna crouch down and start moving back over towards Angela's office. Roll me a stealth check, and I, I don't. I think you have, don't you have scale mail? Yeah, I have disadvantage. I have plus four, but I have disadvantage. All right, roll me a stealth check. What are you doing? It's okay, Ma's gonna be fine. Well, one fell out of my hand, so we'll count that. It's not good. <laughs> the other one was worse. Uh, that was a six total. You you make a move for it and immediately slam into one of the edges of the cubicle. Oh, and one of those stupid singing fish falls off the wall of the cubicle and starts to do its mechanical flopping. It's like, hang on, super, super, hang on. And the, and the, the man uh, who's just, he's in this thick leather uh, looking cloak with his helmet and you can't see his face. He's like, are you? Is someone in here? And he's kind of uh, stumbling around. And then um, he, the next thing you hear is, <laughs> Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's terrifying. I'm just, I'm moving. I'm just, I'm, ru- I'm running. I'm just going to run, running, just running. You're running. Okay, you're, ba- you're banging into stuff, still running back towards uh, Angela's um, room. Uh, you, you, uh, you, you slide on your knees into the room. There's a uh, burned. Brian, and as you slide in, he goes, "It's Brian," and um, and the room is complete chaos. Roll me, roll me a quick investigation check as you hit the room. There's smoke everywhere. You're down low. Ten. Oh, all right, cool. So as you, uh, with a ten, you, um, you remember where you dropped your bow. You're able to just duck into the room and grab it. And slip, uh, and slip back uh, out. Look, Andy, since I'm there, can I do one? Can I just do one more thing? Is there anything with the name Project I on it scattered about? With the what? The the the, the label Project I. Is there any paperwork or anything or 
like that because you said there was project i on her desk there was like something labeled project i on her desk yeah Did, do i see any of that paperwork scattered about on the floor uh not not on the floor or anything okay. no all right well then i'll just i'm i'm, uh, I'm not gonna say that i'm just gonna take her, her desk well uh, so yeah I, I i maybe she said earlier so i mean so you can say that some i mean she's got like an accountant's desk you know what i mean it's got drawers and stuff in it so it doesn't mean that there's not something here it's just you don't you don't see it as you come in can, can, okay can i just run up to the desk and pull a drawer or just pull the, all the drawers open first thing on top all right just okay first thing on top you yank open one drawer and there's a pair of flats and a pair of heels uh like just, just like she's got extra pairs of shoes you rip open another one, and there's like uh, there's a black cardigan with uh, some deodorant and uh, and like makeup essentials. You pull open another one, and there is a folder that says Project I, and it has three of those shotgun shells that you saw, um, you know, let, that come out of the nice. gun um, in it. So that that's what you find is when you when you quickly rifle through the um, okay. The grabbing drawer. the folder, obviously grabbing Marianne three, uh, grabbing the folder and it labeled Project I. Um, yep. Grabbing the shotgun shells. Grabbing the cardigan for Enid, and grabbing the deodorant for me. Okay. <laughs> as you as you sprint back out of the uh, room, because your stealth is crap. <laughs> And because you took extra time to search the drawers, the the man you heard yelling <laughs> tries to fall on top of you and grab you. And I need you to make a contested strength uh, check or dexterity check, your call. You can do athletics or acrobatics to get Is away. Is take Boot to from... the hospital or something? That's a... Can I see him doing this? Can I? Yeah, when you peek out into the hallway, because you see Boot come out of Angel's office and it's like the slow-mo running scene when he's like oh, and there's and the flames and, and like the smoke oh, and all of a sudden this huge uh, figure in the thick fireman's uh, gear and like reflective stripes you know the bands on the sleeves you just see this figure come from the side and you see Boots face kind of change to fear as it and you're watching all this in slow motion and the firefighter grabs onto Boot and says, we have to get out of here. And Boot, what did you roll? I rolled six. <laughs> the, the firefighter rolled a five. And as he, as you rip away from him, uh, you run and you feel this tugging as you run away. And it's about five feet before you really get resistance and that's when the baby uh, he's he's grabbed onto the tongue and that's when the baby pops out of the back of your bag and he goes holy shit and that's he grabs the baby and the last view that ma has is you just ducking kind of under her arm into the hallway and the firefighter grabbing the baby lure and turning and running back the way that he came. Well, I'm gonna slam the door and we're gonna head back to Mom, Enid. we gotta get my baby. Mom. We're not getting that baby. Fine. I was gonna stuff it. I wasn't gonna, but then Enid talked about it and I was gonna do it. It, it would've looked all right on the mantle. All right, let's go back to it. I got her a present. Oh, what a good brother. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, don't mention it. Don't say it. Back, 
back through the planar tear She's gonna into, know. into the hallway you go. Um, I'm just going to... Enid sleeping. <laughs> I'm just going to throw the car against straight her face. Hey, I found this. <laughs> what the hell was that? Hmm? What? Hey, you feeling all right? No, I feel like shit still. What took y'all so long? Well, I got in there. I decided to do a little rummaging around. Um, mm -hmm. I found that that sweater thing. I thought, I don't know. You like to wear black t-shirts and stuff and black sweaters and stuff. So I thought you'd like it. I got that for you. Well, thanks. And uh, I found them. I found them little like little things that you're you were talking about. You're supposed to put in the that that thing. I don't know whatever it is. And the seeds. Yeah, yeah, the seeds. Yeah, I found the seeds for the. Okay. Well, I don't. Well, we gotta call it something. Marion four. It's the boomstick. Boomstick seeds for the boomstick. All right. I wouldn't call it Marion. That shit has some severe phallic energy. Call it David. Yeah. All right. Well, name. Every David I've ever known is a dick. Can the word Brian be like inscribed <laughs> on the side of it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Brian. That's the sound a shotgun makes. Brian. It's like a Pokemon or something. And then uh, I got this folder. And it says Project I on it. I don't know if one of I don't know if you want to read through this or something. Um. And I got this thing. I don't know what it is, but I mean. Smells good. It leaves like a white, uh, uh, <laughs> like paste on across his beard from where he was wiping it under his nose. It's good. Look, I I can put the cap on. I can still smell it. That's <laughs> <laughs> powerful stuff, man. It's magic. Hey, do you want some? Oh, you want some? You guys want any? Don't say anything to him. Mom. No, it smells real good. I can smell it from here. Mm. It smells like sticking your nose in random things. Smells like a like a tropical breeze. Yeah. Mm. Do we want to look through all this stuff that we found right now, or do we want to check out them? Ain't it you looking rough? I don't know if we should be opening up any strange I, doors. I don't think we should be opening up any strange doors either. If I'm being honest, I would like to have a a a substantial nap. Yeah. I could use a nap too. Asleep. A sleepy sleep. Let's find somewhere not right by this door. Yeah, that's good. Because we had no problem running in and out. And mm -hmm. I mean, we could realistically go sleep in the weird fake barn. You want to go sit? Yeah, I mean, I, I've slept in worse places. Yeah, it's kind of dark. You don't need, like, nothing to block out the sun. I mean, hell, it's cleaner than Boots' room. Hey. I tie. I mean, it's. I I tidy up. Hey, at least these spiders don't have dirty underwear everywhere. <laughs> I know. Oh man, you got him. <laughs> hey, listen, we're gonna go find somewhere to sleep. We're gonna find somewhere. To sleep. I'm just gonna push on one of Enid's shotgun wounds. Hey. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> we're gonna find somewhere to sleep or not? I thought you was tired. I am tired, but I always find time to make funny. Yeah, sure. there's no, never a short of that around here. You guys make your way back into the diorama cavern uh, that the spiders have made and set up and ultimately decide that the safest, most defensible, most secretive place 
is inside the little house that has the two mummies sitting on the front porch with the mummified dog. And this is, uh, it's only about seven feet by 10 feet when you get inside. You have to climb in through one of the windows because the door is not really a door. It's all, it's all made for, you know, made for outside appearance. But once you get in there, it's essentially a wooden box with kind of two window entrances and, uh, and you know, just gravel floor. Uh, but you're pretty sure uh, as long as you guys stay quiet, you, you know, you'll, you'll be safe in there. Hey, who's gonna who's gonna take first watch? Is someone watching? We all sleeping? I'll I'll keep watch. You guys both need some sleep. You want the boomstick? I think I can handle it. All right. So yeah, you guys um, you guys, you guys get some sleep, and um, and you know you get yeah you get a nice good long rest in. Uh, it, it's pitch black, and and you you don't put on the lights or anything. Just this is a big cavern and there could be there could be anything lurking in there so it, it's it's just it's a dark quiet rest you don't get a lot of research done could i have like right as they were settling down and setting up uh like taken one of the spiderweb mummies out of the rocking chair on the porch and just kind of like shoved it through the window so i'm just sitting in the rocking chair yeah. like keep sitting over them yep totally okay, yeah cool. yeah Absolutely. So you put the rocking chair to use. It's actually pretty good construction of a rocking chair. It's uh, where you know it, it's it's liberally lashed together with spider webs to kind of hold it together, uh, which is an odd construction approach, but but it actually works pretty well. You guys are able to uh, to get to get a pretty good rest taking shifts and, and really don't come across anything until you hear an enormous boom from outside the cavern in the direction of the hallway that you had been in before. I, I think Ma throws down her, her knitting needles and the spider web scarf she was making. <laughs> this would have been, this is after, this is probably after a good six to eight hours. You know, you guys have been there for a while. Well, so I, I don't need to sleep for a short rest, right? It's just like, I could have taken a short rest during that. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. Right, mm-hmm. Cool. cool. But we need to get up. I think we might have company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's coming over? Oh, five more minutes. Get up. Amy, come on. Come on. I'm going to give both of them a uh. short kick. I was getting up. She always kicks me harder. Something's <laughs> out there. What? What'd you, what'd you hear? Okay. Was it a critter? Could have been a critter. I don't know what it was. It was a pretty large echoing boom. Is what it was heard. a pretty large like echoing Oh, what I heard. <laughs> oh, hmm. Well, what do you, what do you think we should do, I Mal? Mean, if if we's quiet, we can just ignore it, right? Ain't it? Wake up! <laughs> no, I don't. God, every morning. <laughs> what do you think we should do, Mal? Can I make like a perception check to see if I hear any other noises? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, that's a 15. Yeah. You're, uh, you, you got a pretty good feeling. This is, um, this is a little ways away. It's not, this is nothing, and it's not coming towards you. It definitely sounds like, um, there's rhythm, sort of this rhythmic, it almost sounds like rhythmic stamping of feet. Uh, it is moving in a tangential direction to you. So it's not coming at you. Um, it's kind of going past you and it does seem like it's a pretty good ways away. Um, yeah, it, it, 
you don't think it's in the hallway that you were in before. It, it, it's, it sounds too big to have been in that small space. We want to figure out where this thing is. We're going to have to go to it. What do you think? Should we check it out? Or do we just want to stay safe, let it pass? Sounds like a bunch of people. It sounds like a bunch of marching. It sounds like music. and Like a parade? Yeah, actually. Yeah, it sounds just like a parade. I, I don't know. It, it might be worth checking out. Ain't it? What do you think? Uh, Ain't it? There's a parade. You want to go? Parade? Yeah. No, not really. I, I would not like to go. After about 15 minutes, the, the thumping feet fade away and uh this procession has has moved on by boot you're pretty sure well sounds like we missed it thanks a lot ain't let your sister sleep well we moving we staying you think we should check out another door i think i'm ready to see what's behind door number two right yeah while you guys are trying to get up and go in between the three of you you kind of figure out the mechanics of the shotgun and and how to load the three shells into it and that's that seems to be the capacity for this for this weapon. So you're able to load the shotgun with the three shells. Ma, you're able to to check out that pendant necklace, and, and you're um, yeah, you um, you had a pretty good uh, arcana check when you picked it up. You you this this feels like um, this doesn't feel like a cursed item. This definitely feels like like a blessing of some sort. Um, it's a it's sort of a it's got the the feel of a of a warding shielding type. Um, type I. Um, all right. Hey, Enid. Huh? Your brother seems to like his his new boomstick. So, uh, how about you take this as a souvenir? I'm gonna toss her the pendant. That's like maybe it'll give you some good luck. Thank you, Mom. I got me a sweater and a necklace. I feel fancy. It's like Christmas for Enid. No, when we get out of here, we should go into town. Is that like a? Is that like a plus five? Defense cardigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's 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 uh it's Banana Republic. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, super fancy. We definitely yeah. going out to town uh, when we get back. I'm gonna was, rough this thing up. <laughs> she was an accountant before you cut her arm off at the elbow. Um, where uh, your abacus is beautiful. Um, it's got like I said, it's got kind of an oddly heavy weight to it. Um. It works. Uh, the beautiful honey-colored stones that slide smoothly on the metal uh, bars. Are they very and, uh, clicky yeah, clacky? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very clicky clacky. I get lost in that for about thirty minutes. Very distressed. Can I check out the Project I folder? Yeah. Um, if you want to flip to the Project I folder, you you kind of you guys have a couple of different things here that you picked up. You picked up the Project I folder. You picked up the um, the poultry folder. And the artisan honey folder. You want to and start with Angela, and the planner. Oh yeah, and you also have the 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 planner. Yeah, Angela seems to have run a pretty good, uh, pretty pretty normal business for the most part. Probably like most dirty businesses, ninety five percent clean, which made it probably a really good dirty sort of business. About five percent of the uh, appointments have that insect symbol or different versions of that insect symbol taking up her appointments. And so she clearly met uh, probably daily with someone under one of these insect sort of symbols, uh, presumably different people because the symbols are different. But other than that, she helped people with taxes. She set up um, payroll. She, uh, yeah, she did uh, retirement 
planning for uh, business owners, things like that. You open up the project I folder and you see these schematics and there's tons of math and angles and arcane runes uh, scratched down. But then there's also, as you kind of get past that, you see um, what looks like inventory numbers and budgeting numbers. And a lot of it is in pounds of food. A lot of it is in um, square footage. A lot of it is seems to be um, replication of resources and multiplication of resources and uh, exponential growth curves, things like that. And uh, and and in Project I, you see you then you start to see some dates. You see uh, sort of you see the diagrams of um, you know what's funny is as you look at some of these diagrams. Um, you see faces that are familiar to the wedding massacre. You see, you start to see, um, you start to see diagrams of, of the insectoids, and, you know, and, and of the sort of formations and and um, and infiltration plans followed by uh, these uh, carrier ants to come in and remove resources and, and everything is essentially like a battle plan for what you saw at the campsite is laid down in one part of this. And uh, the last part you see is a map of the local area with um, with arrows drawn from around the Silent Mountain um, to, and there's some sort of measurements made to surrounding communities. And, and this apparently has decided that the most um, optimal route uh, or place to go is the town of Cinder. Uh, so there are some other communities that are nearby, but from what you're looking at, and there's a projections run for all of them, for whatever they were measuring for, um, for uh, they've got wind current factored in, they've got um, the geographic landscape, they've got overhills, they've got topography, just all these things and all these math and stuff and running. Ultimately, uh, Opera Project I looks like there will be a, um, they are marshalling resources they uh, have um, a big plan for growing their operation, and they have decided that they would either be exporting to Cinder or that they would be um, moving their operation there or, uh, you know, s some reason they were going to go there. And all those things are kind of laid out, and, um, and there's no clear description of exactly what's going on. These are all the schematics and the plans and the numbers. So, yeah. These would be the accounting for um, flipping on to the next book. You come to the um, you come to Pelston Poultry and you see that the accounting firm has been buying at first they were buying like freezer fulls of um, of poultry. And then they started buying whole chickens rather than any sort of processed chicken breasts and things like that. And then they were buying chickens by the truck to come and be delivered to uh to uh, an area it's a, a warehouse that's near the accounting firm is what it looks like and these guys have a huge budget of um of poultry purchases and they are buying a ton of birds and bringing them in and the numbers have just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and that's what you see in the in the pelston poultry uh ledger the last ledger is the bugman artisan honey and you see that on the other side of the business, they are selling artisan honey 
And uh, it's got, you know, it's in these little mason jars and it's very southern chic uh, and artisan honey. And they have got uh, three different distributors working out uh, of the southeast and, uh, and the northeast under a different name. And these guys are putting out huge amounts of honey that are getting shipped to different markets. And uh, that's kind of the gist of what you're getting. So spending a ton of money on poultry that's coming in, shipping out a bunch of honey uh, to all the areas. And then Project, uh, Project I looks like some sort of a, a massive logistical pro- project, um, some sort of growth curves going on. I, I was looking over this while, while you two were asleep, and uh, I think Terrence is planning. I think he's having a really big party. He's got enough food to feed everybody in the town of Cinder. He's been ordering chickens by the truckload. What's he throwing a party for? I don't know. Well, where's the party at? It looks like they're moving everything to Cinder. Well, I got my fancy sweater. I got my fancy necklace. If we're going to crash any kind of party, I'm ready. I'm just saying. I think we should maybe take what we learned and head into town. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I kind of want to see what's behind them, them other doors. We have come all this way. Maybe one of them leads just out. Yeah, who knows? Hey, maybe one has some, like, sexy treasure behind it or something. There's no such thing as sexy treasure. <laughs> I'm sure. Sh- Just some imagination, Ma. I can think of some sexy treasure. I'm sure somewhere out there there's a room with a sign on it that says sexy treasure. And it's full of just sexy treasure. You're full of something. That's for sure. So what do you think? Should we check those doors out? Let's check them doors out. I'm, I'll be, I'll take, I'll take up the rear because yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be wearing all my armor again. You guys, with that, you return to the hallway, um, feeling, feeling a bit sore, a little bit worse for wear, but back, uh, back largely to, uh, to your, to your normal level of health. You step into the hallway. Facilities door is to your left. And do not enter employees only is straight in front of you. All right, I'll go through this one. <laughs> Damn it. But, but you're going to pick, I mean, you're going to pick one or you're going to sit there and no, talk no. to it? I, I'm indecisive. You pick. All right. Well, Ma, do you have a preference? You go ahead and pick. You seem eager to. All right. Let's go through this one. I'm, uh, I don't know what this says, but it has a sign on it. So we'll get through it. Go through the one that says employees only. You're going to employees only? Employees only. All right. So you um you put your hand and press on employees only, and it does not. <laughs> put my shoulder into it a little bit more. You do notice at this point because you're um pressed all up against it. There is a uh, probably sixteen by six or sixteen inches by sixteen inches, um by one inch depression in the wall next to this door it's almost like um it's just a shallow little box that's set into the wall it's almost like a like a window would be there but uh but it's just a a a slight uh setback spot in the stone that is this uh 16 by 16 box i don't know i'm gonna poke it put my hand in it yeah nothing happens no dust on there there's no symbols or anything uh, when you look, there's a little bit of dust. Um, it's, 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 it's almost, um, there's, there's a little bit of dust in the bottom corners, but you don't, but the bottom ledge doesn't seem to be nearly as dusty as the bottom corners do. 
I don't know. I don't know how to. Mom, can you open this door, please? Uh, can I make an investigation check? Yeah, that sounds good. Let me see if I can figure this out. I got a real nice negative one investigation. Uh, what does a five get me? Uh, it's um, it's a little setback spot in the wall, like a square setback spot, about setback about an inch. It's probably just like a shelf or something. You maybe we're supposed to put something on it. It it looks like it looks like a very very narrow shelf, kind of. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad idea. Put like one book on there, one, maybe a magazine. Ain't it? Can you open this door? Can I do an investigation check on the door? Sure. So eighteen. You scratch your head with the heavy abacus that you're carrying around, and think real hard <laughs> about what that square might be for. This thing. What about that thing? Think this has something to do with it? Probably not. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, what? so I'm gonna I'm gonna pop a squat. Thank you, thick thighs. And then I'm gonna start messing around with the beads on the abacus. And then I'm gonna say, try opening the door. All right, I try opening the door. It don't. It didn't open. Can I try something real quick, Ana? Do you mind? Yeah. All right. Can I see the what'd you call it? Abacus. Let me see abacus. that. Let me see the abracadabra. All right. Only if you give it back. I'll give it back. I'm just gonna put it on this real tiny shelf right here. And I'm gonna put it into the. That shelf's too tiny. No, it's perfect size. Watch. It. <laughs> It is perfect size, and and the heavy weighted base of the abacus just holds it right in place. And as Boots sets it into that little recessed spot on the wall, the door that says employees only just swings in gently. Hell yeah, Boot, you got the door open. See, I'm not, I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as, um, what, what am I trying? I'm not as uh, smart. No, I'm smarter than you think. I look. I'm just going to grab my abacus and I'm going to go in the door. <laughs> Looks like we're now employees. I'll follow behind Enid. Think they're going to pay us? They better if we're employees. You step through the door and you are in an atrium. This thing is about 30 feet by 30 feet. It's a large room with high dome ceilings. And there's the door that you came through and directly across from you are a pair of double doors that are sealed. To your left is a pair of double doors that are sealed. And to the right is a pair of double doors that are open. Boot, you're pretty certain that the um, that the parade that you heard earlier was moving from one pair of double doors uh, through this open pair of double doors and down the hallway. You do hear coming down the hallway from the open doors, you hear uh, some clattering and buzzing and movement uh, from that direction. Hey guys, this is where that this is where all that noise was coming from earlier. The parade. This is a parade. I can hear, I can hear like the tail end of it, over in this direction. We gonna follow it a little bit. I suppose. Might as well. Let's do it. You guys, you guys move along this uh, wide hallway. I mean, it's fifteen feet wide once you get through the double doors, and the double doors are, are don't think of them as two like rectangular doors. Think of them as, like two arched double doors that were made to open up and give a wide berth and uh, you creep along this passageway under the mountain and it winds around for about probably 
200 to 300 yards before it opens out into the most enormous underground cavern that you've ever seen and you guys are kind of pressed up against the wall so that so that you are not noticed and you are looking out into what can only be described as an underground parade ground you emerge onto this parade ground and you're looking out and, and this thing is as big as uh, like a major league baseball state right that that's how big this thing is. you're looking out and you look out and and the the path has opened out kind of into this bigger place and it slopes down and there are just in lockstep formation just blocks of insects just shoulder to shoulder and they're eight across shoulder to shoulder and each section is eight uh insects deep and they are just military formation it's like people have uh soldiers that have been out marching and there's all these different types of creatures there's uh the ants that you saw before, the, the ones you've been following, you don't you don't see those there. You see giant wasps. You see uh, the um, you see these uh, fluttering moths with these long uh, proboscis, these long like stylets uh, that are coming off of their their uh, their mouths so they look like hypodermic needles. You see these beetles that are about the size of basketballs, and they're doubled and tripled up in their formations. Uh, there are these enormous beetles, and on top of the beetles are a half dozen uh, praying mantis men with their just kick forward elbows and folded over um, arms, and they've got these long arms, and they're moving, and they're pulling others up on top of the beetles and they are just lined up in these blocks of 64 to 128 uh, insects just in each of these blocks. And there's at least 20 of these blocks. I mean, this thing is just packed. The idea is it's kind of surreal to see insects in this lockstep, beautiful formation. And just, I mean, all of them exactly where they are. And the more of the mantis men are running around and you see them sort of, um, they're, they're sort of trying to push uh, they're not being real gentle. They're kind of pushing some of the insects where they're supposed to go, and they're kind of uh, grabbing some of the smaller beetles and pushing them in with the with the blocks of sort of their own type of insects. And and they're um, you know they're they're handing spears and uh, and javelins up to the mantis men that are on top of these big beetles, and those guys are just loading up and they're sliding these spears and stuff uh, into their straps on their back, so they've got them behind uh, you know over their shoulders. And uh, there is a scaffold at the far end of this cavern and an open roof. It looks like, again, like it looks like, like the Astrodome has opened up his roof a bit. So there's kind of this open space and you can look up. But at first you don't even realize that you can look up and you're seeing outside because the sky is so dark. It's about, you know, it's about two in the afternoon, but it is just dark. But as you look, you can see that you're under these thick, black clouds and, and and the sky is darker than when you went into the um went in into the silent mountain about two days ago and it's just black and now the clouds are really moving and they're swirling in this abnormal there's cracks of lightning and stuff in the sky and uh climbing the uh scaffold you see a group of people and they're all wearing um uh, a lot of them are wearing are wearing these long flowing robes some of them, some of them are different. There's a woman in um, in a black suit with sunglasses, and she um, 
kind of dressed like like Angela Watkins was, but but my, what we would say is much more formal. You know, she's like black business suit, uh, sunglasses. There's a man in like a red track suit with these white stripes that run up the sleeves. There's uh there is this uh there's a tree. It looks it's like the size of a um, of an apple tree, and it's just kind of with this group, and it's kind of moving over towards this scaffolding. And leading the way up the scaffolding is this uh, figure that is draped in a honey yellow cloak. And uh, and he climbs to the top of the scaffolding. I'm assuming it's a he. You can't really see his face. The, sca- the, uh, the cloak is pulled up over his head and his eyes. And all of a sudden, in your head, you hear this telepathic voice. And it says... Now is the time. Tonight we begin a new colony in a new plane of existence. We will need our strength to survive and thrive, so go! Go and feast for yourselves and for the hive. Go, eat all that you can. Return with all that you can carry for the strength of the hive and he raises one of his sort of fists up in the air and you see this weird kind of insectoid uh pincher that when his sleeve falls back where his fist would be but that's as much as you can see underneath this honey robe and uh, the whole place just goes and you just pound 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 and just uh it 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 just this deafening roar and then all of a sudden it's almost like um Guys, I'm just like like a thousand chainsaws starting up. And the, the, the beetle wings just, just start to go. And the wasp just... And then just in this orderly formation, one group at a time raises up and off through the skylight. And the wasps go first and the beetles go next. And then after everything else is kind of cleared out, the moths uh, start to flutter up and they flutter up and kind of disperse out. And the, and these these troop transport beetles that are as big as a Volkswagen. And they've got like six mantis men like just sort of clinging to the outsides of this beetle's carapace. They're the last ones to go, just taking these mantis men with their spears up and out and into the darkened sky. And that's where we're going to leave it for today. Hey everyone, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We're having such a blast putting this together. Uh, If you're having a blast with us and you're really enjoying this, uh, do us a favor and just tell people about the episode. That's the easiest way for our podcast to grow is for you just to tell your friends that, hey, this is a, a thing that I like. And I think you also might like it. So if you've been doing that, thank you so much for doing that. And and just keep it up for us. We really appreciate it. Hey, our next episode is actually coming out. Look left, look right. Next week, we are having a bonus episode of Blue Ridge Adventures Guild because we have a special guest. You know him from Hey Riddle Riddle. You know him from Hello from the Magic Tavern. Mr. Adol Rafai is going to be joining us and playing along with the Horde. So look out for that next week. And if you haven't heard of him, check out Hello from the Magic Tavern and Hey Riddle Riddle. Uh, I'm a big fan. And I think you might be a fan, too. All right. That's going to be it for us today. We will see you next week. Bye.